Hey everybody, how you doing? You're welcome once again to another episode of Ugo's Take Sports Talk. And I am Ugo Madi, your host. Thanks for listening. Now, quickly, I'll just jump right into it. Because today I have several topics to speak on. The first being um, a reaction, my reaction to the game, um, the Chelsea game versus Borussia um, Dortmund. The Champions League fixture that was played um, on Wednesday. So my two cents, my initial reaction to the game was that it was a decent game. I think it ranks as one of the best under Potter. Um, I think it ranks a close second to the Man City game. Um, but the major problem I have is does Potter have the ability to inspire a similar performance? Is the team indeed capable of you know, bringing a similar type performance against Southampton that I'll be talking about um, later on in the show. So that's the question: Can this be translated, you know, from that game, and hopefully not a one-off, you know, and taking this into the next game, into um, the Premier League fixture against Southampton, and then building on this and taking it into. Um, future games coming up and building some sort of momentum you know momentum for the rest of the season or would it just be like sadly like the master game where you know played very well in the first leg and then second leg got destroyed and then after after that game it was just been a losing streak one disappointing result after the other so that is the question you know that's the question I have now on the game itself like I said, it's a decent game. The Champions League game just played well. Oh, should I say they played well? And um, and we're truly unlucky to to not get um, the goal to take them ahead. Unlucky not to get the winner, and even more so unlucky to concede, you know, conceded goal. But if you want to really um, look at the minutia of um, Potter's tactics, especially with respect to defending the corner, I would say that was a mistake because usually what you have is you have a basic player especially so which is usually someone who's not very um, proficient in heading the ball um, or at least who's not an offensive threat you know from your perspective from the attacking team's perspective and um, in this case Chelsea you know you need someone who's pacey to be right at the midfield so as you can cope with the you know I call it, so that you can cope with any possible breaks because corners could there are three things that could happen from a corner one you score Se- secondly or the second thing that could happen the ball is blazed over the bar or it's saved by the goalkeeper so you don't score or the opposing team counterattacks based off your corner and that what uh, that was what happened so um, unfortunately Chelsea considered but the main question I say is can Chelsea take this into you know into the next game you know into the game against Southampton and build off it now respect to this Champions League tie is the tie over um, not so much uh, because it's still open still anybody's game uh, but then then again the 1-0 gives Dortmund that um you know luxury to even defend deeper and then play on real fast counter you know spring 
real fast counter attacks and so are DME to Enzo Enzo is no slouch but DME is like a Formula 1 racing car he's extremely extremely fast so shout out to all my Nigerian brethren out there <laughs> when he was asked um, why or the reason for his speed for being so fast he said it was a result of eating a lot of Nigerian food especially fufu and so big shout out there for my DME so that's a question for Joseph and myself can this really be replicated you know can we replicate this against um, Southampton and then take it forward so let's see how it goes like I said before we get our, our hopes up <laughs> it just happened against Man City we played well Chelsea played well in the Carabao Cup uh, as a quarter final first leg or some final first leg and then second leg who know to be seen then lost against Fulham and then you know drew against West Ham so we just had a run of poor results all through that. so so that's my take um, from the Dortmund game which is it was a decent game the team played well and there were positives to be taken from the game even if it's not the I, would, I wouldn't say it's the best of all games or the sort of best performance that you would expect from Chelsea but although I'm not even expect because this season you can't really say you expect the super performance from Chelsea but rather you could say um, and this is one of the, the better ones so let's see what, what happens um, against Southampton so this game, this game, and let's see um, what happens um, in Southampton. And so, in a minute, I'll be uh, giving my take on the Southampton preview. And then, um, so just enjoy and listen for a bit, and I'll be back shortly. staying on and um, so now I'll be quickly doing the review or rather the preview to the Chelsea Southampton game and um, well I think a couple of changes first off should be made um, I think Hakim Ziyech um, should start on the bench and then you should have Noni Madoke back on the right wing have Modric though he didn't have the best of games against um, Dortmund in the Champions League game um, but Let's still leave him on the left wing and leave um, Jao Felix uh, playing in behind the striker and this time indeed play an actual striker Kai Havertz should start on the bench fingers crossed David Dato Fafana should start as the striker you know start up top as in the number 9 position hopefully he gets to start because I think there's some talent in there and you never know if you don't actually give give the young man a chance you know so um, hopefully he starts and then in the midfield I'd like to see um, Denis Zakaria because uh, we're hearing his feet and ready to go so I think Denis Zakaria and Enzo would be in the midfield so Zakaria would be more like um, a bodyguard to the dirty you know to the dirty side of the, uh, of the defensive work in the midfield put tackles in and all that and also help progress the ball because he's no slouch himself and um, but that would free up Enzo a bit more to play more closely with the likes of Felix, Rodrik, uh, Madrike, as well as um, the David Fafana. If, as I hope, he starts, I only hope. And then, of course, you have Rich James at right back, you have Chiwell at left back, and then you have um, 
Benoit Badochil and Thiago Silva in the heart of the defense. So, and of course, Kepa um, between the sticks, between the goalposts. So, um, that's the starting XI I would have for this game. And then, with respect to general thoughts around the game, it's a game that's winnable right now. So, something are um, managerless. Um, maybe you'll have a category in place, but they're managerless at the moment because the to, to um, contract talks with Jesse Marsh, former Leeds United coach, um, fell through, and so right now they don't have at least a substantive coach. Um, so this is an opportunity I think Chelsea can, you know, um, take advantage of if 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 they mean business, if Potter gets his acts right, and then the players also on the pitch execute rightly as well. So, um, but it's something that's been Chelsea's problem and to be fair that's not even this season it's been something over the years that we've always seen you know which is a team is suffering a, a team is unable to win a team is unable to score any goals but when they play Chelsea they turn up to be prime Barcelona scratched up they turn out to be a mesh between prime Barcelona prime AC Milan and prime Real Madrid you know and just Either wipe the floor with Chelsea or frustrate Chelsea to no end. So um, let's see how that game really, really would go. But I would hope my hope and prayer is because at this point we just have to hope and pray because we can't sadly at this point expect um, top performances from the team. You just hope and pray and with, your f- <laughs> with fingers on your both hands crossed. You hope that they um, are able to um, not disappoint you too much, if I'll say it that way. So, um, I'm praying that they can at least, at the very least, you know, translate or transfer the performance against Dortmund to the game against Southampton because um, the Premier League, fans of Premier League would like saying um, the Premier League is the best league in the world, it's the toughest league in the world, but definitely. Dortmund are a way better side than Southampton and so um, if Chelsea are able to translate their form or the way they perform the performance against Dortmund definitely should be able to defeat Southampton so I would hopefully fingers crossed predict that it will be a 2-1 win for Chelsea hopefully I'm not wrong a 2 1 win for Chelsea because right now I'm not getting carried away to say 5 0, 4 0. In fact, there's been no no reason to to even be carried away. So, for me, I'm a pretty 2 1 win and hopefully, um, for fun, I guess to start because people seem to forget or people seem to ignore the power of a number 9. A number 9 is actually a game changer. Especially when you have this level, of the players with the level of skill and ability on the ball that Chelsea ha- has at the moment. Your Jao Felix, your um, Modric, your Noni Madrike. You need that number nine. You know that sort of puts doubts and confusion. You know in the minds of the opposing defenders. You know asking questions. How are you going to defend against us? Because if you have a number nine he's willing to run in behind you know he's willing to run in behind the defense and then you have who are skillful on the ball so if you drop deep to prevent the um, number nine the number nine striker the number nine or the striker from dropping in from running in behind you what you get is you give the skillful player on the ball 
enough time on the ball, more time than you would like them to have on the ball, and then they could cause real damage to your defense. And so that's something Chelsea can really benefit from. I know that Rofofana was not signed for 86 million pounds. He was signed for 8.6 million pounds, you know, because um, that's, that's the way it goes. The media, on one hand, complained that a player that um, Premier League clubs are spending too much, but they don't even give any sort of, um, I wouldn't say promotion, but don't even give any sort of airtime to a player who is not signed for you know hundreds of millions of pounds you know 8.6 million in this day and age outside the footballing world that's mad money but in the footballing world that's like peanuts you know to sign a striker for 8.6 million that's peanuts and in his cameo against Fulham he showed some good signs you know so he should start but from a tactical point of view as well you know a number nine Number nines are a special breed of players. They're a special breed, completely special, because they have the you see the ability to put the ball in the back of the net. It's good, you know. People say it's easy. Or oh, number nine is just you just score the tap in, just stand in front of the goal. No defender wants you know a striker or any player for that matter to get in behind them and and score goals and convert goals and, and pull the ball in the back of the net. No. But because you have the, because the strikers they have the finesse, they have the, you know, intellect to outsmart the defenders. So defenders don't even know where some strikes from. Sometimes where these number nines are on, you know, in the 18 yard box. And before you know what's happening, they've scored the goal. And then the instinct as well. Because scoring goals is something that, you know, you can train for it, you can prepare for it, but it's also instinctive as well. You know, and strikers come with that instinct. Come with that instinct. You know, I know everyone loves the the guys who can dribble past six, seven players like your Messi's, your Hazards, your Kunku's, you know, your Neymar's. But the number nine gives you that goal threat anytime, any day, and especially when you have such creative talent, you know, behind the striker, behind the said striker. And in this case, hopefully, that Rofofana gets to start, or even Uba gets to start. You know, for instance, the likes of Filippo Inzaghi, Andrei Shevchenko, you know, Paolo Rossi, Patrick Clivet, Ludwig Destroy, these guys, little strikers in the box, finishing up chances. They are created by their teammates, and goals win you games. You can dribble hundreds of players, but that doesn't do anything for the scoreline if you're able to put the ball in the back of the net, which was one of the, the problems that Chelsea had against Dortmund. So I'm hoping that Mr. Potter uses his brain a bit and gets a striker, an actual striker on the pitch. People keep saying Chelsea didn't sign a striker. Chelsea has two strikers, Abomiang and Dato Fofana. I'm hoping Fofana gets to start because he has shown you know in the brief camera he's had that he, he has ability he can run in behind you know he can dribble he's pacey he's strong so he's not just going to be a striker who's just living in the box but as number nine it's a number nine no matter how skillful another player is in number nine it's a number nine so hopefully um he gets to um to start so in a moment we'll be getting to um the last part of today's episode and 
um, and then we'll be wrapping it up and I'll drop two quick plugs before the end of the show so just keep listening thank you hi thanks for staying with me till the last section or segment of today's episode of Ugo Steaks Sports Talk so I'll just before I get into the main um, topic I want to talk about the main um, subject of discourse in this section this segment of today's episode I would just like to put two quick blogs the first is listen to my Wahala Comics podcast it's a podcast where I talk about my comic books and why I started going to comics, why I created comics, characters, insights, updates, and everything you want to know, you know, about my creative process with respect to my comics. Um, so check out Wilder Comics Podcast. It's available on Stitcher. It's available on um, Spotify as well. And so just make sure you get to, to listen to it because you <laughs> hopefully is it's something you like and it comes up every saturday so every saturday a new episode of the wahala comics podcast and hosted by yours truly and then the second bit of the second plug i would like to to plug in is the leeds africa the leeds international african festival it's coming up on the um it's coming up this year 2023 and um i'd like to give a big shout out to the team and we'll be putting this together because they're trying to celebrate the Af- celebrate African culture through arts and creativity. Um, there'll be jollof rice being being made. There'll be um, different form of dance, different form of artistic works, written works. You know, there'll be an anthology that'll be launched as well as, as part of the whole ceremony. Um, it's a really big, colorful, and exciting um, time. It'll be held in Leeds, obviously. So. Um, if you're in Leeds and you would like to be a part of this, um, feel free to to join in. You could also send me uh, an email to ugostake at ugostake one at coastside.net and I'll surely get back to you on that. And I'll try if you want to a partner or sponsor um, this program in any way, um, I could always link you up with the organizers, the already project planning and organizing team uh, behind the event so have it placed in your diaries even though um, at this moment I don't have um, a tentative not even a tentative date at the moment for um, for the festival so just keep your eyes peeled on here I'll give you as much information as I can with respect to um, the festival so the last thing I want to talk about is a bit of tactics you know, I know I've said previously in previous episodes and even in the Just Pass um, segment that I would prefer a Luma 9 up front in front of the skillful three we have. That is Yao Felix and Mudrik, Noni, Madri K or even Hakim CH. But if that's not the case, it would be better if Chelsea switches to a 4-3-3 with the three dynamic attacking players more narrow you know in a more narrow situation in a more narrow position you know in a more narrow position 
as opposed to having them out wide because once you have the players out wide what you what you expected is that balls come into the box for a striker to take advantage of for a number nine to take advantage of but if you're not going to play a striker then there's no point having this um, players playing out wide what you need to do you need to have someone like your um, Modric playing like the sort of number nine but he's not playing like sort of number nine role in in this context and you have Yao Felix on the on the um, right and then you have Noni Madrike on the left and then you allow them to dovetail you know and then in the midfield you have a Zachariah and then a Kovacic and an Enzo so and then you you give room for um your Chilwells or your Cucurellas and your um, Rhys Jameses to bump on and provide width you know from the fullback position so wing back position whichever way you may choose to to call it you know so at this point just playing the back four so it'd be fullback so you give them the license to bump forward you know taking advantage of this of the spaces that will be left there because once you have you know Modric caught I mean Yao Felix cutting in inside Noni Madrika cutting inside that means you have the opposite fullbacks you know of the opposing team go in central you know with them and thus creating that space you know for the fullbacks to run into so i do want a number nine to 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 to, to play i do want to have a number nine up front especially dr fafana at this point in time whatever happens um, by the summer transfer window that will uh, that's still left to be seen because expecting Kuku to come in who's still more or less a Jao Felix type player a slightly better finisher but still still the same similar type of player and then even if sign number nine nobody knows if you're able to sign number nine because in the summer there'll be huge competition for um, strikers because um, Hurricane isn't going anywhere and and then even if you look at Seaman Man United will be in for a striker, Real Madrid will be in for a striker, I'm sure Barcelona as well, you know, Liverpool as well will be in for they will all they'll be all in for some sort of upgrades to their squad. So it's gonna be a really tough one. But now that for fun I think should start as a number nine. But if you're not playing him as a number nine, then it's quite pointless to have the team playing out have two wingers playing out wide because they're not bringing the balls into the box for any striker to score they're having to cut the ball back you know to on rushing midfielders because for me Kai Havertz isn't a nine I've been saying this since forever he's not a number nine he's not a striker he's a 10 or an 8 you know and he plays his best when he's able to combine with others and he doesn't have that killer instinct he doesn't have that mamba mentality he doesn't have that striker's edge you know that instinctive finishing ability that strikers do have he does not have it you know and i don't think he will ever have it this is not a knock on the player it's just what you don't have you don't have you know so if you're not going to play for fana or, or Bobby yang or any number nine for that matter what you're going to do then should be to narrow it just like um frank rikard's barcelona used to play you have or luis enrique's barcelona used to play as well you and even liverpool you create a narrow uh, pattern a triumvent which is you play three sub nines just to call them sub nines maybe a more technical or tactical name to call them or three sub nines that dovetail 
and are close together can create for for themselves and score you know and create for each other and then score you know you have that and then you create the, the space for um the fullbacks to cause that overload so that's a bit of tactic talk for me I'm, I'm not a coach i don't have any sort of you know coaching badges coaching licenses or whatever i'm just someone who's watched football <laughs> football for decades and i think i must have picked up a teen or two so um that's my uh, brief take um if you want to part of the show you can send me an email to ugostake one at coastside.net and and i'll get back to you you can also follow me on instagram on on instagram at ugostake follow me on twitter at stake ugo as s-t-a-k-e-u-g-o once again thanks for listening and on monday i'll be giving my reaction to some of the weekend games and especially the Chelsea southampton game hopefully Chelsea gets to win so thanks for listening and have a splendid day bye-bye